I just finished the story where the bomb is trying to hit Dracula with the 2x4. Now I'm going to take a little break, gather my thoughts, and talk to you one-on-one -on -one for a little bit. In, in thinking back all that I've written so far, I forgot a few things that I would have liked to have talked about. The way I'm doing this book is I'm talking into a tape recorder and then my ghostwriter, Eric Formell, will put it into words. Now, I've already moved from Race Street to Ninth and Cherry, but I forgot three pretty important stories that happened to me on Race Street. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue where I left off, and in a short bit when I get it together, I'm just going to come back and tell them little stories that I left out that happened on Race Street. Another important thing I wanted to talk about, well, not important, but interesting, was the one, one-armed tattoo man in the carnival, Sticky Hilburn. I have a picture of him here that I'm going to insert right here on this page, and now I'll tell you a little story about Sticky Hilburn. Sticky Hilburn was a carnival tattooer from out of the Carolinas. He had one arm, a right arm. On the left side, he had a stub, a stub of an arm. He had no legs, but he had a great big toe growing out of where his hip would be. Tony the Pirate and me in New Jersey one day heard he was in the carnival not far from Tony's hometown of Newark, New Jersey. So Tony wanted to get tattooed by Dickie, so we took a ride over there. Tony had a bottle of old Crow whiskey with him. He wanted the Crow off that bottle tattooed on him. So we go and we meet Dickie Hilburn, a very nice man, and he tattooed this Crow on Tony's chest. And Dickie Hilburn explained to us it was easier for him to tattoo a chest than it was an arm. Because with his stub of an arm, he could just jam it into the chest and pull down, stretching the skin. With his good arm, he could tattoo. With his big toe, he stepped on the foot pedal to make everything operational. Now, Dickie had a normal, normal-sized wife that used to help him out. He also had a sidekick, a little black man, very small, very deformed. Maybe was two feet, three feet long, very crippled up. Now, Dickie had, what he got around on was maybe a, like a square board with roller skates on the bottom of it, maybe two feet long by a foot and a half wide. The little black guy that they called him the frog man, they called him Froggy, he was on like 
what would be a skateboard today. Just a thin little board with some wheels on the bottom of it. And these two guys would just push themselves along the street with their hand. Now, one day back in Coney Island, when I was working around the clock, trying to save the money to buy that pretty car I wanted, I was sleeping in the chair in the tattoo shop in the wee hours of the morning. Now, to get into my tattoo shop, there was a little ledge you had to step over. And these two guys came in on their skateboards, maneuvering with their one hand. And over this little hump, they come this little hump to get into the tattoo shop, making a, a little racket, clunk, 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 waking me up from sleeping in the chair where I was tattooing. Now, you wake up half asleep, and you look down at these two guys coming in on skateboards. It was a little scary. And that's the story I wanted to tell. It's a cute story. This man earned a good living in the carnivals doing tattooing under handicapped conditions. I take my hat off to that man. Just one more story I want to insert in here. It's a gambling story, and gambling has been a big part of my life, my whole life. So I'm going to insert that story in here right now. Going back to New York, to Manhattan, when me and Dominic had the garden tattoo shop on 48th Street and 8th Avenue, there was a hotel above that, that shop. We rented a room there one day. Dominic liked to play poker. And we got a poker game going. This game lasted for, I don't know, three, four, five days. Anyway, there was a young fellow there from Alabama. He used to hang out in our shop. Lots of guys hung out in the shop then. And, and he was in the card game. When the card game finally ended up after four or five days, the guy, guy from Alabama came down to the tattoo shop in the back room. He said to me and Dominic, how much did you guys lose? I, I was going home, getting money, coming back to the game. It lasted a while. I lost quite a bit. I don't remember now, but let's say I lost $5,000, $6,000. So... The guy from Alabama gives me back my money, gives Dominic back his money. And we said, what are you doing? He said, I'm going to show you something. He took a deck of cards, divided it in half, half in his right hand, half in his left hand, and proceeded to shuffle while looking at the cards falling in place. Now, this guy could shuffle so good... He could tell you where the six of spades was, where the eight of hearts was. He could, and he'd just shuffle them and shuffle them till he got them the way he wanted them. And he'd pass the deck over to you until you cut the cards. You would cut them, he would scoop the cards up. He'd say, okay, we're going to play five hands. 
and he would deal out five hands of poker. He would say the first hand has three sevens. The next hand has a straight. The next hand has a full house. And we said, Jesus Christ, wow. He could do that by shuffling the cards. He was a big winner, but he was a sharp guy. He knew when to win, when to lose, when to, when to break. He knew how to do it. He was a card shark. Now, I'm not saying that casinos have guys like this. It's not necessary. The odds and the way that the games are set up, the house will win eventually if you play long enough. But if I was the house, I would damn right well have a couple of these guys on the payroll that could manipulate cards like this, just in case somebody got lucky and was making some large wages and it could hurt you. I would have guys like this on the payroll to come in and clean you out whenever needed. And I just thought I'd throw that story in so the next time you're playing cards with strangers, be wary.